and welcome to the Seabury Market Outlook Office podcast. My name is Ben Martin-Henry and I cover the office sector for Seabury Research. And with me today, I have Flint Davidson, who heads up the office sector for Pacific Capital Markets, and Mark Curtin, who's head of Pacific Office Leasing. Guys, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here. So let's start with our stock levels at the moment, Flint, because it feels like it's been a really slow start to the year. Uh, will we see the volumes and big ticket items transact this year similar to last year? Well, Ben, right now it really doesn't feel like it, does it? It's pretty thin on the ground. Um, considerably less stock on the market than we had in Q1 last year. Um, in fact, if you look at H1 sales volumes over the past five years, I think the average is something around circa $7.5 billion dollars in office transactions, and we're projecting that we're going to be less than $3 billion for H1 2020, so a lot less product around. I think there's going to be some hungry agents and some hungry cap trans <laughs> teams out there uh, in their first part of this year. Yeah, so who's actually going to be selling this year then? Because it, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of parties out there that are willing to put their uh, offices on the market. Yeah, but I think it's coming. I wouldn't panic yet. I think H1, um, save for any major shutdown in the markets globally, I think the product is actually coming down the pipeline. It's just been very slow this year. We haven't had the the follow-up from 2019. So it's coming, I think, from the foreign groups. You can expect the closed-end funds and the groups who bought three or four years ago who are taking some pretty big profits off the table to do so. For all the talk about foreign groups coming into the market, there are also foreign groups exiting the market and looking to downweight real estate. So I think we'll see some big trades on account of that. Look, as far as the domestics go, again, it's the core plus groups who, who will want to exit for profit. And there's also a lot of groups, particularly REITs, et cetera, that do want to look to rebalance their portfolios, but they don't want to drop funds under management. So I think, therefore, as stock loosens up, and it will, um, we're likely to see that trigger more selling and the selling will perpetuate more selling. So uh, look out for that as we get through Q2 and into Q3, Q4. Yeah, okay. You, you talked about um, products coming to the market. I, and I guess, Mark, there is a lot of talk these days about the large amount of suppliers coming into the Sydney and Melbourne markets in particular. Do you see that this is going to be any kind of issue? And where's the demand coming from that's going to fill these buildings? Yeah, I think it remains a positive outlook for both markets. Melbourne has approximately 600,000 square metres of supply coming on over the next three years, which on the surface would raise a concern. But if you look at the new stock uh, that's committed, you know, there's a strong level of of pre-commitment and there's also strong interest in in a lot of those backfill opportunities that are coming back to the market. Sydney, a more conservative pipeline that's being delivered um, over the next three years uh, and equally, you know, a solid outlook for the Sydney market. Um, Both markets have had strong absorption from not only um, banking and finance, uh, but education, state government activity, and also the co-working sector. So despite the challenges at the back end of 2019, co-working has played a significant role, not only in Sydney and Melbourne, but but right around the country in terms of net absorption. That has slowed um, as we moved into 2020 and and saw that 
structural change that came through in the market or the pause that came as a result of the restructure of WeWork. But certainly there's those categories, those industry categories are, are quite consistent across all markets. Yeah, so co-working is probably the largest disruptor in the office sector at the moment. There is a lot of talk about it being a flash in the pan type thing, just a fad, but do you feel it's going to be around for the foreseeable future? Absolutely. I think we're believers in the change, the structural change that co-working has brought to the market. There's undoubtedly a demand for flexible office solutions for occupiers and co-working is responding that. So the most important part of the overall conversation is their demand for that product and absolutely there is. I think the real change from the traditional model to what we're seeing now is that we're seeing much larger centres where you're getting economies of scale by grouping, say, four single floor solutions around a CBD in, into one super site. And those super sites catering more towards enterprise clients, which is essentially corporate clients who are looking for 100 seats, 200 seats versus that more traditional serviced office occupier who might have been a, a two-man small business operator. So the, the makeup has changed Um of who's using that service and and the way that it's put together in the marketplace. But absolutely, it has a role to play with traditional office. So a lot of occupiers having that core and flex approach or core amount of space and then adding a flexible element to ensure that their portfolio can be adjusted. Um, I'm going to put you both on the spot here. Flint, where do you think investors should be putting their capital if they're looking to buy offices? Ben, I think it really depends on your capital source and who you're buying for. So I guess if you're an income buyer, there's still some good opportunity in the secondary markets where yields are still quite significant, particularly in comparison to regionally. So Perth, Brisbane, Adelaide, keep a close eye on Canberra this year. It hasn't traded a lot in the past 18 months, but there's some new longer term leases there that will be very attractive to the yield based buyers. If you've got core plus money and you're looking for a greater total return, then perhaps the suburbs, you know, Sydney and Melbourne suburbs in particular, markets like Macquarie Park, Mascot, Collingwood, et cetera, will, will be of interest. And then I guess if you've got value-add capital, then it's going to get pretty tricky. So good luck. Um, it might be that debt has to be your best friend there in order to hit returns. So what would your bold prediction for 2020 be then, Flint? How about Melbourne office to break? Well, I'll certainly say it'll break 4.5% for core product. And if you want it to be bold, then I suppose I better say it's going to break 4 But a lot of pent-up demand, strong interest in groups wanting to reweight and get into the Melbourne core office market. Right, that was quite bold. So, Mark, I've got to ask you a similar question. Where do you think we're going to see the strongest effective rental growth this year? I think it's uh, very clear that Melbourne is going to continue its strong growth trajectory uh, based on the demand that we're seeing come through in that market equally I think Perth and Brisbane are both set for growth and, and they're very much at the early part of the cycle and, you know, conservative pipelines of, of stock coming through over the next couple of years, which should lead to rental growth. If I was to make a bold prediction for my home market, Brisbane, I'd say <laughs> that premium rents will escalate above $1,000 a metre wow. over the course of this this year. And we're already starting to see levels close to that. I think the other interesting trend will be 
ESD. So ESD last decade was very high on the agenda. It slipped down and I think with the recent global events and weather patterns that we're seeing that I think ESD is going to go right back to the top of the list of major corporates when they're assessing office accommodation. And if a building doesn't meet the upper end of their expectations, then it'll be discounted. Yeah, I think, certainly think sustainability is going to be a, a big theme for this year and, and rightly so into the future. Thank you very much for your time. Do appreciate it. If you would like to know more about our Outlook series, please jump on our website and uh, download the reports.